0: We are back for another episode of the Infertility Podcast. This episode, we have Sasha, and she is going to share her journey and her story of her miracle son. Sasha and I go back, uh, way back from college days, go bulls. So, welcome, Sasha. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you for having me, Danielle. (laughs) Awesome. So, before we get started, um, can you provide some insight of who you are, what you do, any personal professional highlights that you would like to share before we start? I'm um, getting into the questions. Okay, well, I feel
1: like I'm just a normal girl. <laughs> Nothing's fancy or spectacular about me. Um, I, I, I am a licensed cosmetologist. However, I don't really practice much because of my situation, being uh, a military wife and moving around a lot, Mm -hmm. it kind of makes it hard for me to be established. And then when I finally get established, I have to, I have to move. So I really mostly identify as a stay at home mom.
0: Yes. And that's a full-time job, Sasha. (laughs) Oh yes. That is (laughs) is a full-time job. Um, Watching my sister take care of my nephew. I'm like, wow. Um, it is a lot of work and you have to stay alert all the time. <laughs> yes, 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 I do. So hats off to you for being a stay at home mom. Thank you. So um, let's get into the questions. Uh, I asked this question not a lot on this podcast, but I'm always kind of curious if anyone is similar to me in this sense. Um, so, you know, we all have kind of our life goals, life plans. And I wanted to start off by asking you, um, you know, were you the type of person that had your life mapped out? You know, did you say, okay, I want to be graduated from undergrad at 22. I want to be married at 25, 27. I want to have my kids, you know, before 30, before 32. Did you have your life kind of all mapped out and maybe like have a timeline?
1: Okay. So here's a funny story. Um, I did not have my life mapped out. However, I can recall as a child just thinking that I will grow up to get married and have children. Mm -hmm. But everything else beyond that, I had no idea, no clue about. Um, I do remember though, I wrote a Facebook post I want to say it was probably back in 2009 or something, and I said that I need to have that big rock on my left finger by the time I'm 25. Thank you, management. (laughs) And girl, it came true. Wow. It did come true, and I and so you know Facebook memories pop up, and I saw it, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, this really did happen!" Wow. But that's amazing. Yeah. Beyond that, I I did not have my life mapped out. I'm really a go with the flow type person. So wherever the wind
0: blows, that's where I am. That's awesome. That's a good you know mentality to have, and I just love the fact you know sometimes Facebook memories. you know, remind you of the testimonies, you know, things that you have said years before, and then you watch as the years go by, Um, you know, it all comes to pass, right? I remember, um, for me, the Facebook memory I could think of, and it's one of my mentees who kind of reshared it, was um, on the exact date that I got married in 2011, though, I said, I don't know how long I have to wait, but I'm going to wait. Something along those lines and literally that's the date years later that I got um married and that post that's was a reference to Right, you know, so it's just I really do believe in like dimensions and time. I say this often that I really want to do a study on that because I think that sometimes what we speak, it may not come to pass in that season, but you'll see years later that it comes to pass. So that's awesome. I love that you shared that. So tell us a little bit about your journey, Sasha. You know, you said you're a military wife. So if you can talk about maybe how you met your husband, your marriage and your journey to um, conceive. I believe you muted, muted yourself.
1: I'm sorry. My son walked in. <laughs> okay. It's okay. <laughs> it's um, okay. So uh,
0: if you could tell us a little bit about, about your journey. You said you're a mil- military wife. So if you want to talk about, you know, your marriage or how you met your husband and then your fertility journey to conceive. Okay. So I,
1: I met my husband, um, way before we even thought about. Getting together, okay. And I had no interest in him whatsoever. Uh, I moved back home from graduating, and I had to move back home. And he found me on Facebook, sent me a message, and I was like, "Oh, hi, how are you?" And he was like, how, "What are you up to?" And I'm like, "Oh, nothing. I just moved back home." And then I was like, what are you up to? And he said, oh, I just joined the Navy. And I said, okay, cool. And then I left it as that. Then months later, he writes me again. And I kid you not, Danielle, I don't recall talking to this person before. (laughs) So I'm like, oh, hey, what are you doing? Like, what's up with your life? And he's like, I already told you I'm in the Navy. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then I just left him alone. And I guess he realized I wasn't inviting. So. <laughs> <laughs> so he that's when he came back and was like, okay, let me actually talk to this girl to make right. her talk back to me. <laughs> and um yeah, like he would message me and whatever. But during that time, I will say this. So I moved back home and my sister. Started attending a church. This pastor just moved from California and he started a church in his house. And his house happened to be like five doors down from our house. Okay. So she was attending that church and I started going to that church. And the pastor's wife would host like women's meetings. And I can recall in one of the meetings, she described how she would write um, entry journals for her future husband. Mm -hmm. And how she would pray father to send me a husband. And so I'm like, well, let me try praying for a husband. So I started praying, God, send me a husband, send me a husband. But it was literally one of those God send me a husband and I just let it go. I wasn't even really looking. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yes. So We had a guest pastor come in and he said, it's one thing to pray for a husband. It's another thing that God sends you the right husband. Yes. So then my prayers switched and I was like, okay, God, I just don't want anyone. Please send me the right husband. Mm -hmm. And not knowing that this man came in my life in my inbox and I'm like, not even paying him any attention.
0: (laughs) That's usually how (laughs) it goes.
1: (laughs) So then... Yeah. So now he comes into my life and he's pursuing me. But even though I'm praying for God to send me a husband, I'm still holding on to my past. Right. Thinking that that's the husband that I'm (laughs) that I'm getting. And he ends up moving to another state. So now all my attention is going towards this new guy. And he's like really, really persistent. And one day he said, I'm going to make you my wife. Mm hmm. And I was like, well, maybe I should start getting a restraining order, because that's creepy. (laughs) (laughs) And he was like, no, I'm going to make my wife. And he was very persistent, and he used to write poetry. So I would get poetry every day, Danielle, I kid you not, every single day. Now, mind you, we're not even in the same country. He's in Greece. I'm here in the United States. Wow. And he would send me, every time I woke up, it was a message waiting for me. He would stay up four o'clock in the morning and wait for me to get off of work and all of that. And then I broke up with him. (laughs) Sasha. (laughs) Yes, I did. I broke up with him. But then months later, I came back and we were talking again. And he was like, you really hurt my." I was very upset that you broke up with me because I told you you're going to be my wife. And I'm like, yeah, 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 whatever. But fast forward, like probably three weeks later, I woke up one day and I was like, I'm ready to marry you. And I told him that. And here we
0: are eight years later. Wow. That's amazing. Yes. So he transferred back from Greece to the United States. Yes. Yeah, so he he
1: he got back to the United States and he only came back so we could get married because he was going to get ready to transfer to get new orders. So he came back and we got married. And three days later, he had to go back to Greece Wow. for three months. And then after those three months, we both
0: moved to California. Awesome. 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 That's an amazing love story. (laughs) <laughs> so after after you get married how soon um do you have your first son
1: I got married I got pregnant six months after we got married yikes <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah wow and I was so shocked and he right. like, why are you so shocked because I I just I guess I was just in that naive stage where, I mean, I knew people can get pregnant, but I wasn't doing anything to prevent my pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And I've never, it just, I just didn't think of, you know, this is what's going to happen. So it happened. Like I found out I was pregnant and I was like hiding, like, <laughs> <laughs> like I did something so terrible. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Yeah, I was, I was really hiding. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm pregnant. What am I going to do? I can't have a baby now. And he's like, dude, we're married. Calm down. It's okay. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. I'm not like.
0: <laughs> you're not out here. You're married. Right.
1: Exactly. So, yeah, I got pregnant six months after um, after marriage. And, yeah, so we had our first son together, Riley. Um, and that was cool. And then my second son came. I got pregnant on our way to moving from California to Virginia. Okay. So I found out I was pregnant and then we had to pack up everything and move to Virginia and he went on deployment. Oh, Okay. And he was on deployment for a long time. So I was home alone with a toddler And pregnant in a new state with no family yeah nobody it was super super hard super stressful and on top of that we're like broke okay yeah (laughs) so because you're living in two places basically yeah Yeah. that was a, a very trying time for me um my sister came to visit and the day that she left, that's when I started having contractions. Oh my goodness. So I called my mother and I said, I'm having contractions. I think I'm going to have this baby. And she's like, You need to hold off two more days. I'll be there in two more days. And I said, I'm, I can't. This is not me. This right. Is be coming. So she's like, At work, rushing to get a plane ticket. And finally, she gets. To me, like the next day, midnight or something, and I'm in such excruciating pain. And so when we wake up the next morning, she takes me to the hospital and they're like, well, you're not dilated. Your water's not broken. Um, Go home. And this is a 20 minute drive. So I'm like, OK, cool. So and I how far home. along?
0: How far along were you? I was like, do I was OK. Doomed. OK, yeah.
1: And so I go home and as soon as I lay in the bed my water broke. Oh my like, goodness. As soon as I laid down I heard a pop and then I felt the gush and my yes. water broke. So now I'm calling for my mother and you know Haitian moms they're on the phone, <laughs> they don't hear nobody. <laughs> yes, they're in their zone. <laughs> right. So my Haitian mom is on the phone running her mouth and I'm screaming, "Mom, mom." And she's not hearing me and now I'm in pain and I'm jerking wet. So eventually, finally, she comes, and I'm like, I think my water broke. She said, okay, well, go take a shower, come have some breakfast, and then I'll take you to the hospital. And I'm like, take a shower, have breakfast? Like, my water just broke. What are we doing? (laughs) And she was like, no, go take a shower and eat, because you're going to need your strength. And I'm like, okay, cool. Mom knows best, right? Listen. So I took a shower, put my little makeup on. <laughs>
0: makeup? She didn't list that as a thing to do, Sasha.
1: <laughs> my mom made me breakfast. I called the hospital and they said, well, if you say your water broke, just come in. Yeah. So we get to the hospital. And now here's, here's the part that was getting to me. I get to the hospital. They put me in the room and this doctor comes in. And she says, You were here earlier. And I was like, Yeah. And she was like, When you were here, you weren't dilated or anything. Now your water's broken. You're gonna have to have a C-section. What? Automatically. That's her that's the first thing she says. And I'm thinking to myself, Well, why would I need a C-section? Like my water just broke. You yeah. know? Yeah. And I was like, I can't have a C-section, you know, like My husband's not home. There's no one that can be with me to take care of me while I'm recovering. So the C-section was going to be problematic, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So um, she says, well, think about it. And I'm like, okay, fine. The nurse that was in the room setting me up on IV, she says, did you eat? And I said, yes, I did. She said, well, I guess you're not having a (laughs) C-section. Well, there it goes. (laughs) because you know, it's a major surgery, you have to be on an empty stomach. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, cool. And so my mom, like soon as she heard that she calls her pastor, and I call my mother in law, and she calls her prayer warrior friends. And they're on the phone, just praying away the C-section praying that the baby will come when he needs to come. And you know, just 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 a lot of prayer going on. Right. Yes. Yes. And so I get wheeled into a room and I'm waiting and the contractions are now getting so close and so painful that I couldn't find any relief between them. It was like a contraction would come and it would slowly diminish. But before it fully diminished, another one came. Mm -hmm. And so it was just this pain where I'm just like, I just need a break. Like, I don't mind the pain, but the back-to-back of it was really hard. So I asked the nurse, I said, I don't want an epidural, but can you give me something? She said, the only thing I can give you is some medication. And she said, it's only going to last like 30 minutes to an hour. I said, I will take it. I don't even care. I just need something. So she puts it in my IV and Danielle The Lord heard our prayers, okay? because (laughs) Listen, when I say I fell asleep. Seriously? I fell asleep. The contraction would come and I would wake up a little bit, but it was literally like an out-of-body experience. Like I can see myself laying on the bed, you know, and I fell asleep and I was knocked out for hours, for hours. Wow. And then the moment he was coming, all of a sudden, I can feel excruciating pain. And then I wake up and I'm like, I think he's coming. Yes. So <laughs> can I get the epidural? And she was like, honey, you're nine centimeters. It's That's too not late. <laughs> <laughs> it's too late for you, boo. It's too late. And I was like, No, but I really, really need it. You don't understand. This is really painful. And she was like, Okay, I'm gonna go get the anesthesiologist. They always I saw say that. And they're her, lying. I saw her stand outside the door. She didn't even budge. Okay.
0: <laughs> they're trying to play, you know, tricks on you so you can mentally be like, Okay, relief is coming. Right. But soon as she walked out the door and
1: I saw her standing there, like I felt I had to push. And so I was like, ah, he's coming. And so that's when they all rushed in and they was like, yep, he's coming. And so I had to do the whole pushing and all of this. And he came out healthy, mm-hmm. and no problems, um, no complications. And I was just so glad that I didn't have to have the C-section That he did come out healthy. Yeah, I didn't want to get the epidural only because I've been hearing about you know the back pains that can come with it, and I already had back pain that I was suffering from prior, so I didn't want to worsen it. And so he came out and he was healthy and everything was good. They sent me home like the next two days later or something, and on the third day, even though they say you're not supposed to drive, I was driving. I went to church. (laughs) Goodness.
0: I want to so church. yes, girl. your miracle to Praise sword. the Lord! <laughs> yes, your miracle son is here. <laughs> That's awesome. So you've told you spoke a little bit about this, but how? What role did faith have in your journey, Danielle? Like
1: I rely so much on my faith for mm-hmm. everything, and during that time, I was girl. I was in it, okay? like when people say Jesus is my homie, you don't understand. He's not my homie like we were connected. Yes. that's that was my brother, okay? God was literally my father. We was all living in a house together. That's because just how alone. it was. yeah yes yes, that's just how it was. So I had I had no no other there was no other option for me. like I had to be connected. I had to rely on my faith. I had to get into prayer. I had to get into reading my word and really trusting God. Because like I said, we were broke, okay? I was really struggling. And when I say God came through in ways, I'm just like, where I could, I had to pay for something and I had down to the exact sense of the wow. amount. Wow. That I can pay for whatever I needed to pay for. It was, it was like a no brainer for me that God is my homie. So
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah faith, And that faith, was so um, important during that time period too. Yes. You know what I mean? By very high stress, high anxiety. Thank God your mom was able to, you know, come up and be there of support, you know? Right and thank god so for my crazy. neighbors
1: oh i had i had amazing neighbors mm. amazing neighbors they would cut my yard for me they would watch riley sometimes mm. um the neighbor across the street she came and stayed with me till my mom came so yeah i thank god for my neighbors too because i think it would have made it like so much harder you yes
0: know? it's good to have a support system that's awesome so, you know, we we often struggle with sadness, depression, and this really comes when we're dealing with hardship. So how did you cope during, you know, that season with some of the challenges that come with, you know, being pregnant, being alone, you know, because it's easy that sadness and depression can kind of seep in, right? So yeah. what did you do to kind of deal and cope with all that was going on during that season?
1: I really just, I, I stayed connected with the women that I would pray with. Okay. I, I also found solace in, uh, a really close friend of mine, my best friend, she, um, we could just really just vent to one another Mm -hmm. without judgment, you know, and she was a type where it wasn't just vent and say whatever it was vent. And then i'll pray for you and then i'll pray with you and so that really helped um because i can i i can remember a time where i think it was in the middle of the night and i don't know what was going on in my life but i can remember looking up and yelling and i'm like god why are you not here with me why Mm -hmm. am i suffering like this (laughs) what did i do to deserve this like i was so hurt and i I just, I had to cry out to him, like, did I do something? Whatever I did, God, I'm sorry. I repent.
0: Like, please right. just
1: <laughs> give me some relief. I really needed this. I couldn't, I could not take it. I just couldn't take it. It was, it was hard. Cause for me, I'm such a social person. I love being around people and just being isolated like that was just really hard.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's awesome. I'm, I'm glad you had support. And like you said, you had a good support system, church people there and helping. Um, so that was very, very needed during your time. And I think a lot of people can relate to that in the sense of when we're facing challenges, we need that support system. We're not put on this earth to do life alone, right? Even Jesus right. himself, he had family he had disciples you know so we're not put on this earth to do it alone so it's always great to have people surround you um in your time of need so as you know this podcast is about women on the journey um trying to conceive walking infertility we do have some listeners who are not on this journey but they just listen to um be a support and kind of get a better understanding but do you have any words of encouragement or advice for the women in particular that are walking in this journey of infertility?
1: So one thing that stands out to me and I, well, two things actually. And I, when I, now, when I'm faced with like challenges of any sort, I, I always remember this. So uh, the book of Ecclesiastes, where this says there's a season for everything. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and I really hold on to that because I just think back on all that I've gone through and where it was like at that moment, it felt like there was no end in sight. And then the end was there, Mm -hmm. you know, and then there was joy after that and everything was good. And then you fall back into that cycle where it's like start things start going bad. But then good always comes from it. So I hold on to that and say to myself, okay, this is just another moment this is just another hump and hurdle that I have to go through but it won't last forever yeah and another thing that just recently I have come to realize is um from reading the bible you know reading about Paul and and Jeremiah and a lot of the prophets it's like I, I don't know for others, but I had a mindset that, and I've, I think I had this mindset because of what I've been hearing people preach mm-hmm. that, you know, you're a Christian. So there's always just blessings on blessings on blessings, you know, mm-hmm. so you're supposed to be blessed. You're supposed to be prosperous. You're supposed to have these good things always, but Paul and Jeremiah and Elijah, they were God's prophets you know mm-hmm. like they were god's voice and yet they were the most persecuted yes and so to me i had it had, it put me in a place where i'm like okay things aren't always going to be perfect things aren't always going to look great but i know that god still has me through it yeah because if he can have you know those individuals uh, he can have me too he i chose to to surrender my life to him and he he has my back for that so um just to say that when when we're faced with like the hardship and and the challenges not to think of it as like i'm cursed or i did something wrong or god doesn't love me but it's it's you know putting more of your faith in God and the enemy really not wanting you to prosper. So Mm -hmm. he will do a lot that he can to throw you off kilter. And so that's just one thing I like to remember. Like I'm not any different from anyone else. Everyone goes through
0: something, but we all can pull through it. I love it. Love it. Love it. Seasons. And we all have hardships, but we have to lean in our faith. I love it. So yeah. thank you so much, Sasha, for being part of the infertility podcast. How can we keep in contact with you, whether through social media, or what have you, how can, how can we connect with you? Um, I, I have my business page.
1: Okay. Uh, at the rain styles on Instagram, L a R E I N E. S-T-Y-L-E-S. And I'm on Facebook. Well, no, I'm on Facebook, but I don't be on Facebook. So (laughs) I don't have to. (laughs) I be lurking on Facebook. (laughs) Yes. But I don't post. It's not as
0: jumping as it was in college. So Right, right. So yeah, yeah,
1: I am on Instagram um,
0: at Lorraine Styles. And that's about it. Awesome. I've I've come away from social media media, totally understand awesome so thank you again for being part of the infertility podcast and thank thank you you for having me you're welcome thank Thank you for calming my nerves (laughs) (laughs) you're welcome see it wasn't that bad and uh, thank you to everyone for tuning in to this episode of the infertility podcast I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Infertility Podcast. Be sure to connect with me via social media. You can find me on Instagram at IamDanielleJoseph or on Facebook, Master Mentor and Minister. Or you can visit my website, which is www.iamdaniellejoseph.com. Thanks so much for tuning in.